0: Where's the manager?
1: Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Yes,
0: oh, Welcome to Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets, Episode 109, which may actually be our f- final one, depending on how this goes today. In studio with
1: Andy Brampernard. What do you mean, final one today? I'm sure Paul and Andrew will just love it. <laughs> we'll find out.
2: We'll be right back after these exciting announcements.
1: Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean
2: Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, We're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries.
1: Plus the fact I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with
2: you. Uh, maybe. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, okay, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life you buy one set get another set absolutely free go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener square and use promo code tom there you'll find not only this amazing offer but also deep discounts on all my pillow products including the my pillow mattress topper my pillow towel sets and so much more call 1 800 516 5146 use the promo code tom go to mypillow.com make sure you use the promo code tom
0: Very soulful music for the final episode of Car Selling Secrets by Walls Otterman. Oh,
3: that's really <laughs> nice, Doug. Soon you'll be alone without Car Selling Secrets.
0: Uh, joining us uh, via Skype... Uh, Mike Gelfan, and we've got I have to tell the story before I set up our other guest caller, Dave uh, Parmeter. I had this really brilliant idea or so I thought in a marketing meeting Monday. We were trying to generate some podcast material to be used uh, for some autom- automotive software that we're selling and the people that I work with said oh we can just talk about the product. I'm like nobody's going to listen to that. It's just boring as hell. So my subversive side said, why don't we see if we can get people that have had really terrible car buying experiences to share their stories on a podcast, um, and, and we'll take it from there. That way we can look like the good guys, because this software is supposed to solve some of the, the problems in automotive dealership transactions. So I went on the KQ Morning Show, understanding that they've got, what do you have, 4 million listeners? Yes. Yes and talked about it for two days you know write me if you want to be on the podcast with your worst car selling story ever and our guest was the only one that responded and guess where he had a bad experience it was at Walzer buick (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like well i'm gonna be a total wimp so i emailed him back and forth uh dave are you there sir Yes, sir I am. <laughs> tell, you, you, you were, you, it was a very nice letter and I, I will tell you when I change my email address to Doug com, I do get some cases where we obviously screwed up. What I find for the most part that 95% of the problems are just bad communication on our parts. So it's usually not intentional, but uh, this was a, you were a, an avalanche of bad things that happened. So go ahead and tell your story, Dave.
4: Okay. Uh, so when, um, uh, my wife and I, we, we just moved into the area. Um, well, it's what 30 years ago now or more. And, uh, we had, uh, uh, decided we need a new car. Uh, we, uh, went, bundled up my son who was, you know, brand new, just an infant. And, uh, uh, went down the street a couple of blocks to the nearest uh, car dealership, which happened to be uh, Walzer, um, Buick in in Richfield. Yeah, it's uh, where where the Best
0: Buy headquarters is right now. It's
4: yep. where yeah, it was yeah, us and Wally McCarthy. Yep,
1: it was Wally McCarthy. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah,
4: that's the good news. the The place is no longer there. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: This is going well, Doug.
0: Paul Walzer, line two. Please. Yeah. Paul Walser, line, line
1: two. two. Keep going, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. So, um,
4: so we found our car, you know, and decided, okay, this is the one, and here's our, here's our, uh, uh you know, our trade in. And, uh, see, our son has, uh, had a gastric, uh, acid reflux disease, mm-hmm. according to, you know, and every time we went anywhere, we'd our our uh, diaper bag was had two sets of clothes for both of us, or for all of us, and um, uh, burp towels, not burp rags. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so you know, we we were prepared. And, well, everything went okay as we picked out our car, and uh, um, but when our son got hungry, he'd eat four ounces or six ounces of formula and and throw up four. And uh, uh, so we were waiting for, you know, the uh, assessing the the trade in value and and helping us to um, uh, do the financing. And uh, we were there a very long time. It was, you know, well, to me, it felt like 10 hours. I don't know how long it was but uh um, uh when it when it came to feeding my son jason he uh well, he did his thing he threw up all over the place, he threw up all over the waiting room he threw up all over the uh office we were ushered into uh <clears throat> and I ended up and we went through my wife and i both went through all the clothes in the diaper bag, and I ended up wearing a a yellow rubber raincoat as we sealed the deal um, for the car. You know, and I'd like to say that my story is done, but it isn't <laughs> because the next the the next thing that happened was I was you we were traveling north to my my parents' house in in St. Cloud, and I uh, had the cruise control on, thinking, "Ooh, this is cool," and. Uh, well then uh, uh I had an a, uh, a need to put on the brakes and I noticed that the car didn't disengage so I had to quick sir- swerve and and then uh tried to turn, up, turn off the uh uh cruise control and and it wouldn't disengage so mm. I ended up putting the putting the car in neutral and uh coasted to the next off ramp and got off there but all the while the engine was just rubbing at maximum RPM. Wow. Yeah. And then uh so I I was able to stop. I turned off the car. I should have actually turned off the car while I was rolling, but I didn't think of that. But anyway, uh I turned off the car and popped the hood now this was at night time. I could see clearly under the hood because the engine block was just cherry red. <laughs> Whoa <God. laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what I ended up doing was I ended up uh taking a, uh there was a linkage that controlled the carburetor and that's how they controlled the speed of the car. I just disconnected that. I never used that hmm. um cruise control again. So then uh you know that was that that's the next story, you know. There's but wait, there's more. Um kind of figured uh, th- <laughs> yeah right <laughs> exactly right Yeah. This... <laughs> so we ended Dave, up that, uh, that's my that's my, my
0: that's my Gelfand stretch on the other line I feel like yeah, I'm about uh... to get tag teamed by the two of you guys but like keep it. going
5: <laughs> hey, I am I'm a happy yeah. Walzer customer
4: yay oh man I... <laughs> uh, I've never well after this experience I've never actually bought another Walzer vehicle um because you know it's just dangerous but uh, uh well yeah so the, the so the next thing that happened was you just my, you just, just feel bad that we had
0: to destroy the building cuz there was too much baby puke in it
4: yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's probably yeah that's right yeah that's it <laughs> but the next thing we were i had my wife or my wife took the car in for to be serviced for an oil change that kind of thing and uh, I think a couple hours later, we get a call. She, she went out to uh, get it back, you know, and uh, drove off the lot. And she didn't even get home. We were only like three or four blocks away. She didn't even get home, and the engine blew up. Uh, turns out, that, you know, the car was towed back to the dealership. and Turns out that the mechanic had done the service forgot to put the plug back in the oil pan. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? So they did the right thing, you know, at the dealership they gave Patty a, a loaner car. And a few weeks later we get a phone call, okay, your car's all ready. Let's, you know, come get it. Okay, she went down there. And they told her, "Hey, uh just stand by the door. We'll we'll deliver the car to the door." And, you know, we're all done. Thank you.
0: They didn't want Jason oh, in the well, store
4: anymore, uh, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> no, no, they didn't want Jason in the store. Yeah, he was, <laughs> you know, he was just a baby. But we, uh, so she waited by the door and she waited and she waited. And she, waited and she waited and she saw a car that looked like hers drive off the lot. She waited a little more. And, uh, and she went and asked, well, where's my car? Well, they looked for the car. Well, we can't find your car. Where's, you know, where's the car? So they ended up reporting it stolen. She told them that, you know, she'd seen it drive off the lot. She thought they were test driving it before they gave it to her. You know, turns out it was stolen. Well, not really stolen because uh, I don't know what you you call that, but a, a guy had come in to transfer the car from here down to Iowa, and they found the car. A couple of weeks later and uh, it was in Iowa and uh, it was uh, a choice between accepting the cash for the car or taking the car back you know from the insurance company and she I don't know why but she took the car (laughs) we got the car back but we we traded it for a van we haven't bought a Buick or or a
1: Walzer since (laughs)
0: Oh my God! <laughs> You're a good sport for telling the story, Dave. I it's I I, I think what happened is, what that's called dealers transfer. It, it's typically new yeah. cars though, not used one. But they'll they'll transfer inventory back and forth. It's called a dealer trade. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you were looking at a and what year was this car? Do you remember? You said it was a Skylark, I think, in your letter.
4: Yeah, it was a Buick Skylark. No, I have no. I don't recall what year it was. We bought it. You know, we bought it used we stopped buying used as well yeah but but, um
3: yeah uh,
0: so it took 10 hours to buy the car uh the car itself was a bad design you almost died because you couldn't shut the cruise control off
3: yeah that's a pretty
0: big flaw we forgot to to put the did they say that they were actually gonna put the drain plug back in or was that an extra service i'm just (laughs) kidding so we (laughs) grenaded the motor We'll take Gave your, your car, car we'll
3: fix it, but Fixed we're not going to put it back together. But
0: then we're going to send it off to a dealership in Iowa. Excellent exactly. work. <laughs>
1: <Excellent.
0: laughs> I'm pl- I'm making sure Paul and Andrew hear this.
3: Yeah, this is going to be great. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, 80s, 90s car salesmen don't have the best reputation yeah. for a reason yeah. sometimes. Well, yeah, and, and, uh, well, and, uh, well, th- and yeah, the quality that of the memories, cars was yeah. not what it is today either. It's, yeah, I, it's a little bit before my time. I, but I like am I think so. Am I wrong in my belief that 80s Buicks weren't, like, the most reliable things in
0: most, the world? Most 80s stuff were not great. They were, They were. were. It was the beginning of them putting computers in the car to try oh, to get better yeah. fuel economy. Yep. Yeah, and if and you've ever
3: just, used an 80s yeah. computer, then you'll know yeah. exactly what a bad idea that is.
0: I mean, it was the transition away from carburation <laughs> to fuel injection and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, now it, for the most part, mm-hmm. works good, but it's... Cars continue to get better rather than worse. Dave, thanks for thanks so much for calling, in. you're a great sport. If you ever want to try us on again, um, I assume. Uh, how's Jason doing, by the way? It's got to be. How old is he?
4: Oh, well, he's oh, he's uh, thirty. Okay. How, yeah, yeah. Um, he's up in uh, he's he's uh, he's working at the Zupas up here. He's an assistant manager in Maple Grove. Oh, okay. And uh, you know, free plug. <laughs>
3: But uh, yeah. Oh I'm sure he's uh, gonna
0: be so happy that you talked about him puking all yeah, over really. the place. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. Come to Zupas, I swear my acid reflux is under control. Yeah.
0: And you you just lost your Christmas party you just re- lost your Christmas present. <laughs> right <laughs> anyway if you ever want to give us another shot you know how to get a hold of me and thanks for being on and telling your story it was just it was so funny because i thought this idea of mine was just absolutely brilliant and we'd have this great catalog Perfect. and i even told listeners i said if it's one of our stores that we screwed something up i'll name it i'm not going to call out uh, you know a, a competitive dealer because that's that's just mean but it's uh you know, one thing that we yeah. have done is really tried to speed up that process. I and mean, It was not unusual. Ten hours is, is extreme, but it would extreme. normally take, up until, with us up until 2010, a Toyota on a Saturday afternoon, it would take a good five hours to get through the business office. It was just terrible. Yeah, I,
4: I, yeah I'll tell you what. I, I, You know that, you know you have that online competitor? They yeah. have this one commercial where there's a battery and uh, a some jumper cables involved. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, if you if you if you go looking for it, it, it it felt a lot like that. The guy ends up playing, saying, "Hey, please, can I go home? I just want to talk to my wife." Mm. And then, <laughs> well, anyway.
0: Oh, it must. Um. It's probably either Vroom or Carvana or something like that.
4: Yeah. Oh, it. It is. I didn't want to mention. No, that's okay.
0: I know those. I know the Carvana guys. I met them when they first got started. I thought you guys are, if you can pull this off, that's really quite an accomplishment. I mean, they built a brand in ten years from zero, Uh Um, and they're starting to make money. And, And a lot of the things they do is is what Walzer does. You know, they we ditch negotiating. 15 years ago, the software company that I'm working for is developing the ability for customers to do all the finance transactions by themselves. You don't really even need uh, salespeople to help you. So the sales job becomes more making sure that people are in the right products, so on and so forth. And it's, it's just because of experiences like yours, and you're not the only person on the planet that's waited for five hours to get in the business office. You know, we started thinking about how do you fix that? How do you make it better? And Carvana did the same thing. I I think, honestly, the only mistake Carvana's making is they're forcing customers into that digital experience, where I think the smart thing in modern retail is to give customers the option. Some people are going to want to do it all themselves. Some people want to do some Uh of it and need some hand-holding. And other people want to walk in and, and not, you know... If my stepdad well, tried to buy right a car online, that. it would be a disaster. I mean, he can't remember how to log in anymore. It'd take him a year. So,
4: <laughs> right, yeah. So I'll tell you what, Doug. Uh, if we uh, if we do when we're ready, we'll give you a call.
0: All right, I'm going to put my <laughs> worst man or woman on the case and make sure you have another horrible experience. <laughs> yeah, Dave, it was great talking oh, to you. Thanks so much for calling in.
4: All right, thanks for listening. Right, bye.
1: Bye, sir. There you have it. Car selling secrets, <laughs> piss off your employers. <laughs> That's a great secret there, Don. Well,
0: you know, I have a lot of ideas. They're not all good.
1: <laughs> not all of them are barn burners. Okay, well, yeah, no.
0: He oh. sounds like a nice guy. God, can you Im- I, ima- I can just imagine the faces of the management team on a Saturday afternoon at the old Buick store where there's puke flying
5: everywhere. <laughs> oh,
0: uh, and being, I remember
1: those days as a first-time parent, where he just—it was. Uh,
0: I get the rain gear thing. I would probably—it's not a bad idea.
1: Are you churning butter over at the house, there, Galfano?
5: I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm churning. I just. Uh, I'm just. Re- sitting here just astonished at how far uh auto marketing has come <laughs>
1: <laughs> trying to drive them out of business but other than that you know
5: yeah this is uh
3: you know i uh was that clicking i have no idea i think our guests may have forgotten to hang up can you hang sounds him
5: like, up uh, you would dressed, think like someone could Sounds like traveling there.
3: You're right, he did. He forgot yeah, to hang sure up. I, honestly, you'd be surprised, but no, I don't think Here, I Here, let me do this. That's
1: sort of a big yeah, does I'm going to call
3: you right back. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's too a annoying. massive design flaw that Skype has. You know it worked what? pretty
0: well for having them both on at the same time. It did.
3: Huh. It's just the uh, UI could use some work for sure.
0: KQ can't figure out how to do that, I'll tell you that.
3: Okay, let me well, just tell this, you. This was the first day I figured it out, so hey.
1: While you're doing this, uh, a few <coughs> weeks ago, something similar happened to me. Right? Somebody called. This is about three weeks ago, and I my phone rings. I look down and I go, "Oh." Yeah, he goes, "What do you mean?" Oh, I said, "Oh, it's blah blah blah." Every time he calls me, all he does is bitch about something. I'm sick to death of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I had punched up the answer, so yeah, you
0: know. We well, think we've all done that <coughs> before.
1: Well, it's true. It's like stop. It. Every time you call me, you bitch about something. I don't want to hear it anymore. Call me with good news. How about that?
3: So that's we have a fair. listener uh, named Trevor who also had a Buick Skylark, an 84, and uh, he says it it ran well enough except for the muffler cap blowing out, the radiator hose blowing out, and a spark plug breaking. <laughs> so is, if that's good for an 84 Buick Skylark. Yeah, you know, great car. Hey, at least the engine but, wasn't so red it lit up the night sky.
5: <laughs> you know, the, the Chevy that my dad handed down to me... <clears throat> This was back in the, I just started driving. So this was like back in the, in the you know, late 60s. And uh, so uh, I, I didn't think the car, it just didn't feel right, you know. I wasn't experienced enough, you know, but something was wrong. And I found out what was wrong when I was uh, driving in my, my neighborhood. So I wasn't going very fast. And uh, it was like a Roadrunner cartoon. So I took a left turn and and then i uh, noticed that the steering wheel was no longer attached to the car it was oh, wow. in my hand oh, yeah God. yeah Whoops. that could have had a very ugly outcome if yeah. not
0: for your cat like reflexes mm-hmm. what did you do mike
5: <laughs> I, I the car just kind of uh, uh swerved itself over to the curb which i bumped not too bad and uh then i uh, called my dad and said how do how do you call for a tow truck i you know i haven't done this before uh and, uh, and uh, I never did drive that uh, Chevy again. Was, again. Chevys are okay today; they're good cars today. But you know, American cars were trash
3: back mm-hmm. in those days. Yeah, they kind of were. Yeah, once the steering wheel falls off, you kind of lose uh, you kind of lose respect for that particular vehicle.
5: My father-in-law was a was a sales guy. He sold cars, new and used, and uh, so he sold Fords. And again, this was before Fords got really good. So it was like you know every few years I had to buy a, a Ford from him. Now I'll say this, he would give me a break on the car. He'd charge me like you know ten percent over retail, and uh,
0: <laughs> the friends and family <laughs> discount. I he said, it. "Well,
5: you know you you work you work for KQRS, so you're obviously you know making a huge amount of money." I said, "Yeah, right, that's right. Yeah, we all make a huge amount of money." And uh, so one day I just said to him. um, I, I can't, I'm sorry, I i can't take it anymore, I'm buying a Toyota, I cannot buy American trash anymore, and he said, okay, well, but good. every time, it would be the same time, like, I'd, I'd call him up, and I'd say, hey, uh, hey Bob, uh, you know, uh, that, that Ford you sold me, um, well, it needs a new U-joint, and he'd say, well, how many miles you got in the car? I'd say, well, there's forty thousand miles on the car, and he'd say, well, you can't expect a joint to last more than forty thousand miles.
0: <laughs> he was he, Bob. Was good. <laughs>
5: <laughs> What's that?
0: Bob. It sounds like he was good. I, I'm gonna... so Bob
5: was good. Yeah, yeah. He had, you know, he had all the right lingual. I like Bob. He was a good guy, but uh, I just didn't really want to buy his cars anymore.
0: We got to take a quick break, Mike. And when we come back, I'm gonna. i I've been trying to sell a car recently, and it's oh. just. I, I'm. I'm so. Furious about it, daughter went off to school in England. So I'm selling your car on Craigslist. I'll, I'll read one of the exchanges that I've had with a potential buyer, mm-hmm. and after that, I want to talk to you about your the role that you played in the training department of Walzer Automotive Group. So what? we'll be
1: right, right we'll be right back. Visit Shift2Cell.com because life is expensive enough. Tom here for all my friends at Profile. We are running out of summer and rolling into fall. Kids are back in school, and now it's time to finally do something for yourself. So maybe you're thinking it's time to get back on track with your health. Well, Profile can really help you out. Profile has a variety of plans to fit any budget, and Profile really works. I've been on the program for over six months. I've lost a ton of weight. I feel so good right now, and it's time for me to maintain taking all that weight off. You know what I'm talking about. Danette, my personal coach, will help me maintain my weight loss. She has so far done a great job. Profile has helped me and can help you too. So what are you waiting for? Set up an absolutely free, no obligation consultation today, and you will be glad you did. Visit profileplan.com forward slash twin cities for more details. In fact, use promo code Tom Barnard and save 100 bucks off your profile membership. What a deal! Check out profileplan.com forward slash twin cities. That's profileplan.com.
0: We're back with Walzer Automotive Group's car selling secrets. Hopefully, David will buy a car from us because after Paul hears uh, his story, he's probably gonna fire me. Anyway, so before the break, I was t- I was uh, sharing the- my hatred of selling cars online in Craigslist. So my daughter had a 2012 Chrysler 200 Touring. Nice little car. selling it for a little under $6,000. Real popular. The problem is there are so many scammers out there on Craigslist and yep. Facebook Marketplace. And they'll never talk to you, but you get these texts. So I, I strung this person along as long as I could. So... Uh, hi, I'm interested. Is the 200 still available? Yes, it is. I just listed it. Great. I have questions. What's the condition? Any damages? Are you the original owner? Why are you selling it? Does it have any mechanical issues? Is there a lien on the title? Do you have any offers yet? Is there anything else I need to know about it? What's your bottom price? I don't think you took the time to read the ad. Absolutely all of those questions are answered in the ad. For your information, I'm purchasing the vehicle for my brother as a special birthday gift, but he isn't aware of me doing this because I'm making a surprise for him. So you can assure me I won't be disappointed buying it from you? And I responded, let me guess, you want to PayPal or send a check, right? (laughs) Did you actually read the ad? Hey, maybe you know this guy. He's buying it as a present, too. Maybe you guys could buy it together and share. And then I wrote, my name is Daniel. I'm buying this for my son, and I don't want him to be aware. How far are you from Scotts Bluff, Nebraska? Or maybe this guy. Glad you still have it. Price is fine. I hope I can trust you on this as I would have to come and pick it up and pay cash, but I'm out of town and I don't want to miss on this deal, so I'm willing to cut you a check as payment, and I'll have to mail it to you, and my agent will pick it up. And so the the potential buyer responds, Thanks for the insurance. Honestly, I'm totally satisfied with the vehicle condition. My name is Richard Mitchell. And I replied, That's great, Dick. Dick. And then four hours later, hey Dick Mitchell, when are you stopping by to pick up the item? You wouldn't want you to let your brother down, would you? Better hurry up. Okay, good. I won't be able to come pick it up uh, or inspect it as I have a carrier agent that will come and pick up in storage and sign all the documents. I said, hey, no problem. Why don't you just mail me a check or something? That'd be great. By the way, the price in the ad was wrong. It's supposed to be ninety-five fifty, not fifty-nine fifty. Hope that's okay. Yep, no problem. Nah. It's like, oh. God.
1: What the? What?
0: What? That's a that's a text chain with an <laughs> eBay or a Craigslist scammer. Yep. Oh my God. And that's just one of ten. I just, I, you know, it's, so, it's a free way to market stuff, yeah. and it reaches a wide audience. And there are legitimate legitimate buyers out there, but you have to wade through
3: so much. You have to be very aware of the sc- the scams of the yep. week.
0: So you just say nope. You in person cash, no yep. you in always person, cash. In person you in always person cash.
1: cash so how, how how would they so what was the whole scam? I don't even get
0: so the scam is is they get you to take a cashier's check, mm-hmm. which is either fake or mm-hmm. there's a certain window where you can actually pull a cashier's check back or oh, the yeah. the PayPal one is, they'll make a dummy PayPal account make it look like they've transferred money into your account and they'll have a receipt when they come to pick up your car, oh, yeah. but it's bad. And they're not the person there, they just have some local God. pickup service pick it up with the title. And most people aren't stupid enough to fall for this, but but clearly there must mm. be some that are, yeah. because otherwise they wouldn't do it. But it's just incessant. And well, it's always when you first list something. The first three hours, it's all junk.
5: And anybody could could fall for uh, some kind of ruse. I mean, let's just say a person, a person I know, you know, he started exchanging some text messages with this woman who claimed to be a very attractive cocktail waitress. Sure. And, no, never mind. I'm not going to
1: go. No, come no, on, Mike. You don't want to talk no. about it?
5: It's just one of those horrible stories. Here's what I don't understand, though, about this story, is that people are people are killing the opportunity to buy a used car now, right? The, I mean, the, price, the prices have just climbed, what, like 50% yeah, since well, the it, pandemic?
0: It, 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 to be transparent, that's mostly later model used cars. This is a, this is a nine-year-old car with 120,000 okay. miles on it. But you're right. Okay. Um, one, two, three, four-year-old used cars are sometimes more than brand new ones. Wow.
5: Well, if you can get a brand new one.
0: Right, that's right. So back to the cocktail waitress.
5: It sounds like <laughs> yeah, a better so story. back to the cocktail waitress. <laughs> no, I, uh, it's, uh, I, I have to tell the story off the air. Okay. I'm still. Let me just say I'm still walking with a limp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so before the break, I was uh, talking about the, the role Mike took in our training program. Hmm. And this has to go back to it was either side of the recession. It must have been the recession because we didn't have any any customers or uh, any work to actually do so we were just screwing around and Mike became friends with um, uh, actually a good friend of mine a mentor a a guy named Jack Lucking who worked for the company for a long long time Oh, Jack and
5: and I had a great time doing
0: those things. Well our marketing director at the time Alan said hey what would you think about Mike Gelfand and Jack doing commercials together and I said it's either going to be absolutely brilliant or the dumbest idea you've ever had. There will be no middle ground. That's true. Yeah. Because Mike and Jack are, t- are completely polar opposite people. And oddly Jack, enough-
5: you know, Jack had a flair, though. Oh yeah, no, he, he was a
0: he's a force of nature. I mean he's yeah it's Im- virtually impossible to like him. But you know, at, at first when you guys were together it's like Mike's the intellectual and Jack's some he plays the bumbling farm kid to a T no, even he, though he isn't really. Right. And they got to be friends. And at one point, they started shooting training videos. There's one, and you can find it on YouTube. If I can find the link, I'll post it uh, in, the, in the synopsis of the podcast, where Jack is teaching Mike Gelfan how to sell cars. Really? right? Oh, yeah. And was- the, and the um, young lady who was the customer that Mike's trying to sell a car to was played by a 17-year-old Brittany.
1: Oh, my
0: And God. Mike is absolutely terrible. It's He's, he's hitting on her. <laughs> But, what I are you doing? Not. You were too. I was it was great. Oh, it was in really the, in funny. in the commercial,
2: right?
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, I mean, it was. You have to be you, careful there. Remember, I'm like a member of Britney's family.
0: Oh, I forget. No, I, no, we we knew you weren't hitting on her for real. It was in the script. Mm. Right. But
5: she probably was uh, 17 or 18. You're probably right. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because yeah, I think she's just she just started 30, KQ. 31 now or something like that. So yeah, that's
5: yeah, right. I, yeah. And and we as Britney in other commercials too because she. She was, you know, Brittany just the the camera likes her, the microphone likes her. Yep, it's true. She was great. We did, I don't want to digress, but we we did a delicatessen commercial and uh, she was the, the, the shiksa who I was teaching to like corn beef. And, you know, she's like, she gets this sandwich that's about it's it's like about a foot high Ooh. She's you know somehow shoving it into her mouth and she's got you know well this like is going to sound this is going to sound
0: mean but Brittany does have a very large mouth so you got that's, a true. Hammer on
3: her. that's true it's not wrong
5: it's just and the frustrating thing about about her family is that everyone is good looking the women are good looking the men are good looking the grandparents are good looking the grandchildren are good looking i've never seen such great dna
1: but they all talk like this, don't they? Oh God!
0: I've been. In, she's been on this podcast a couple of times. Oh and, yeah. And I played guitar in bands for a long time, and my ears were still ringing after Britney was done. I mean,
1: she
3: can even need a loud microphone. She can project. I don't know about that.
1: Oh, she's great.
5: Yeah.
0: It's
1: one of my favorite Britney stories when she the, when she was uh, in Studio C for a while on the morning show. And uh, referring to, I, I don't know who she was talking about. She, uh, one guy comes to me and goes, "I'm leaving." I said, "Where are you going?" She goes, "I can't work with these assholes." <laughs> and, oh, okay, <laughs> never mind. Wow. Well, there were a couple people that were not very nice to her. That is true. That's what I hear. Oh, really? That's true. Oh, yeah. Give me their names. I'll kill them. <laughs> yeah, you should kill yeah,
5: them.
0: Yeah. I mean, how can you be mean to her? she's, I know, she's a The nicest highlight.
1: person on earth. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Some people are not nice to anyone. Yeah, yeah that's
1: true. I'd love Britney, though. Britney's the best.
0: I better come up with some more automotive content.
1: I'm going to read a story You mean you're going to try to make this car-selling secret? No, that would be a good idea. we talk a
0: little idea. about we spent 20 minutes about how terrible a place to buy a car Walzer is. So.
3: <laughs> we well, do you know, a quick aside while you prepare. Okay. Officer Dave just said that uh, he takes multiple scam reports every week from people buying or selling on craigslist or really? whatever yeah so there are so and it that's just in a very small uh, precinct officer whatever, dave has anybody
0: of any of them been named dick mitchell
1: <laughs> you know i should ask you know mike uh if in case you, you know, like me you know need a new shirt or whatever we should get officer dave to give you one of his shirts <laughs> And you could just move into it because he's the size of a goddamn house. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy, yeah. Officer Dave, you'd love him. He's what six five, weighs about what three ten. He's
0: gonna be three three ten.
1: Oh my! It's 3'10, wow. 30, 30, yeah, yeah,
0: but a thirty four inch waist. Yes, exactly.
5: So basically, his forearm weighs as much as I do. Yeah, yes, pretty that's much. A, that's yeah. exactly right.
0: All right, here's a story. Uh, this was announced this week. This is actually a big deal if you believe in the electrification of the automotive industry in America, and certainly, clearly, Ford does. Ford's been on a roll last year with their new CEO. They introduced the Mustang and then the Lightning pickup truck, which is the all-electric version of the F-150 that'll be out. I think it'll be for sale next year about this time, maybe a little bit earlier. <clears throat> Monday... Uh, Ford announced they're investing $11.4 billion in two new uh, manufacturing campuses in Tennessee and Kentucky show that the automaker is committed to electrifying its vehicle lineup but will likely need even more battery plants in that to meet its goals. This is the first new assembly plant Ford's built in 50 years and five times larger than anything they have. Um, Ford said the company spoke with virtually every state east of the Mississippi to locate the electric pickup truck plant and the three new battery plants it's planning to open, and that it intends to continue to invest in the U.S. The site will create nearly 11,000 jobs by 2026. Uh, The automaker is uh, committing $7 billion, and uh, there's a Korean battery company that's kicking in the other 4.4. So that's a big deal. I mean, there's a, a lot of these manufacturers are kind of pussyfooting around pardon my French, with a move to electrification, Ford has really gone all out, along with a lot of the German manufacturers, quite well, honestly. What did
5: Ford do with the old uh, Highland Park plant?
0: Uh, well, it's going to turn into a multi-use, uh, it's like housing and shops and all sorts oh, of stuff sure. for people yeah. that want to live on top of a toxic dump site. <laughs>
1: <That's> <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah, that's true. Well,
5: we, we used to... We used to come over from the, the Groveland neighborhood when we were kids and uh, just kind of, cl- like, ride around the Ford plant. Yeah. Looking for the green glass that was uh, all over the place. Right. And uh, it was a great place to play, you know. And, and then, of course, we'd go down down below it to the caves. Oh, I was going to ask you if you
3: went into you the caves. Get killed or abducted.
0: Yeah, that was a scary, dangerous place, but also kind of a magnet for 14-year-olds. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, yeah. 14 year olds yeah. are scary and dangerous, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, of that course,
1: you, hey, whatever works out right, no question about it. Whatever works.
3: When I was in my Marshall
0: U days, there was, it, when you went past Pike Hall to the right, there's the steam plant that uh, heats the University of Minnesota. Right. Sure. And Pike Hall, would, of course,
5: was where U High was.
0: Yep. Uh, and we would sneak down into there, and they had tunnels that went under the river and golf carts, so we would go down there and have demo derbies with the, I hope there's no steam plant employees listening. <laughs> that was in 1975. Yeah, Sorry. statute of
3: limitations has uh, passed. Okay. I, I
0: imagine they're probably all retired by now, but... But, yeah, the old Ford plant, and I, I don't know... I haven't been over there in years. I don't know if they've started construction on it. I know the old plant's down. It's all a field the last time I was there, but... They're going to put a little bit more traffic on uh, on the Highland Parkway, I would think. Do You think? Are you going to do anything <laughs> or just look at? Your I phone? am listening
1: to you guys doing car oh, selling Z's. Yeah. I'm not getting in the way.
0: All right, I'll see if there's any other good stories. I don't. Oh, here's a marketing one. Is Toyota and Lexus still going to hold their traditional end of the year sell-off if their dealers have no inventory? Now, Toyota, this was most automotive marketing is. Terrible, you know. Other than the stuff on KQRS, sure, absolutely. Uh, but something that Toyota had started doing 20 years ago was absolutely brilliant. December's had t- typically been just a terrible month for selling cars, so they invented really? Lexus's December to Remember, mm-hmm. and the last two weeks of the month, they've just they've turned around the sales industry. And it's the old saying: the rising tide flight floats all boats. It's the best two weeks of the year, really? typically. Really, um, But ongoing microchip and other supply chain sh- shortages caused by the pandemic have forced Toyota Motor to continue to cut uh, global production. That's left North American Toyota execs with a conundrum. Do they still hold their traditional sell-offs and spend the requisite marketing money if their dealers don't have any inventory? The answer is probably but top leaders of the company admit they are beginning to couch that answer in their prayer that their production rose might be better soon can't read today apparently but so it's going on it's continuing to grind away and now we're thinking by the end of first quarter of 2022 things will be getting better but I I don't know Uh, Ford for some reason has gone from terrible straits where they had trucks laying all over the place waiting for chips to their truck inventories uh, are starting to flow into the dealerships now and their sales are picking up but a lot of these other manufacturers are, are really having a hard time so don't really know what's going to happen but So m- with
5: with all the uh with all the uh, frenzy of used car buying what do you think i can get for my 23
3: year old toyota Uh-oh. well
0: uh i can help you write an ad on craigslist and maybe uh <laughs> samuel yeah, goyle yeah. can might you take a
3: cashier's check here
0: just write this number down uh 763 <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> okay.
3: so they yeah. literally steal
1: your car by giving you a fake check mm-hmm. yeah huh.
5: See, I don't have to
1: worry about that. No one's going to steal
0: my 23 year old Toyota. That's true. You're absolutely well, right. Well, I will. Hang on a second. This is a. <laughs> hang a, on a second. So, I've been selling kids' cars for the last month. The previous one, my stepson Liam, last winter, he had an 04 Accord, nice little car. And of all four kids, he drives the fastest. And he's in a snowstorm, truck pulled in front of him, couldn't stop, oh, it spun God. out. Oh, he's fine, but it caved in the rear passenger door. Car still ran and drive good, but he turned a four door into a three door car, so because you, you can't open that door right, anymore. Right, Well, he's taken the year off, uh, a, a gap year, I think they call it. He works his ass off, saved up a bunch of money, and bought himself a used Subaru. And I said, Liam, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll sell the Accord, and I put it on, and I think it was, I don't know, it was twenty five hundred bucks or something like that, maybe a little bit less. I don't, know, I, didn't, I can't remember. And I got just carpet bombed with emails, and there, I, you could tell that these were real. And uh, Dwayne Bird bought it.
1: Oh, he did? Yeah. Really?
0: I put it on Facebook going, hey, if anybody's looking for a pre-dented kid's car, and he's like, "Oh, my, my daughter's getting her license. And so he came over and saw him last, uh, I guess it was three weeks ago. Mike, I don't know if you know Dwayne, but he worked uh, on the morning show for, what, six or seven years?
1: A long time. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how long, but it was a while. And recently yeah. no, left, I, I know left a about, about a, a year yeah. ago. Yeah. Indeed. So, yes, you... Worst would,
5: they... experience I, I had with a car, I had a uh, Ford wagon. Actually, I love the Ford wagon. I bought it with the proceeds of a pick six that I wanted to track. Oh, yeah. So it was, a, it was sort of an emotional attachment, right? So um, the transmission starts to go out. And, uh, of course, you know, my, my wife says, just donate the car. You know, that's that was always what she'd say. And maybe not bad advice. I said no. I'm just going to get a used, a used uh, transmission. He said the car isn't even worth that. And I said, well, I think it is. So I, I uh, got a used transmission, which uh, you know was like a couple thousand bucks or something, and, uh, and it lasted a couple years. And then that one started to go, and I knew I knew that was it. So I, I say, hey, okay. Hang I'm, on a
0: second, Mike. So you pull yeah. through transmissions in U-joints? Are you
5: are You like street <laughs> racing
0: on Central Avenue well, or something? Well, you can't
5: expect a transmission to last over 80,000 miles on a Ford. <laughs> <laughs> so so I say, okay, that's it. I'm fine. I'm going to donate it to the Courage Center, right? This is a true story. So I start, I, I drive the car. The Courage Center. wasn't very far from my house. The only problem was that there were some hills, is, is, well, Tom, you know about the hills that the, in Golden Valley there. Oh yeah, oh and, yeah. And you know, and you know how you have to kind of go up a hill and then down a hill to get to the courage center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yep. I'm going up the final hill. It's over by the golf course. I'm going up by the final hill. The car just stops. That's it. And so I, I uh, think, okay, now I got to call a tow truck. And I, as I, I open up the, I, I open up the hood. You know, the traditional, it's like throwing throwing in the, the white flag. I, I open up the hood. That's it. I'm done. And I sit in the car and I'm um, trying to think about what to do. And um, I think, okay, well, I'm just going to give it one more shot. Now the car is rested. Maybe, maybe I can coax the thing. I probably can't, but I just, just for the heck of it, I put it into drive. And I put my foot on the gas very lightly. The car starts to move up the hill, right? Now, the only problem is I can't actually see anything except through the little crack between the dashboard and, uh, and the hood. Hood's up. So, you, so I've got like hey. about a four inch window to look through, right? But I can't stop. I can't stop and close it because then the car's not going to go. So I, I go up the hill, down one little more, and then I get to the Courage Center. I think I think I'm getting to the Courage Center. I'm pretty sure it's the Courage Center. Can't tell for sure. So well, I kind of go down list. the hill into the into the Courage Center lot, and uh, and I see I see like all sorts of parking spaces. But then I realize that, rightly so, they're they're all reserved for handicap parking, right? So uh, I I coax the car down down through the parking lot again, very carefully. And I finally, I finally, com- I finally find a, a spot to park. I mean, I'm desperate by now. And I start to park the car. Guess what happens? Some handicapped asshole steals my my able-bodied parking <laughs> spot. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you can't get a break.
1: Pretty much true. My
0: my great uncle, who I'm named after. Born in 1880 and your died. Your uncle's
1: name was asshole. Easy. <laughs> Thank you very much. Great to be here. Born in 1880, died in
0: 1981. Came over here after World War One. Never lost his English accent, and was the worst joke teller of all time. And oh. Your story reminds me of one of his favorite jokes.
5: So you're saying that was a? T- I told the story. Yeah, terrible. apparently you <laughs> suck, Mike. No, I no.
0: Here's Uncle Doug's joke. Lad, I bought myself a new car. What'd you get, Uncle Doug? Rose Canardly, hmm. Rose Canardly, what's that? Rose down a Canardly go up, and then he'd just laugh for five minutes. Oh God! Ter- I told you he was a terrible yeah. joke teller. Yeah.
5: maybe he had to
1: be there. I don't. Know. Oh! No, you know you. A shot. No, right I mean, to I'm, the I'm. That's a reference to, to, to him, not. No, that. you're <laughs> not. You're lying. You took a <laughs> shot at Doug. It's okay. I mean, hey, hey it. look,
5: my dad, Lou, the uh, the the famous once readers represented him. Hell yeah. had absolutely he had a full head of hair and he had no sense of humor. I mean none. (laughs) He did not understand humor.
0: Is there a correlation between because correlation is not always causality.
5: The correlation is that as it turns out a full head of hair and sense of humor these are both things that skip generations. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh yeah there you go.
5: Yeah so um, I would say to my dad hey dad here's, here's a joke um what do you call 5000 lawyers? He'd say I don't know I'd say I'd say uh, a good start. And and his and then he would respond saying 10000 lawyers.
1: Okay.
5: Yeah, that was my dad. I no play. idea what the joke was.
1: Hmm. <laughs> 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 Another great show, Doug.
0: Well, that wraps up the final episode of Walter Automotive. <laughs> they, they Group still fired. No, actually, we'll be back uh, next week. And Mike, if you if you want to stick around for the second hour, an old uh, KQ alum is going to be on uh, shilling his boat project. Peter Bourne.
1: Peter Born will be oh, yeah. next
0: week. So, I I met him boating on the river about seven or eight years ago. We become friends, and he's uh, he's a really interesting guy. He's and this I don't want to. Steel is fire, so you'll have to tune in next week.
1: Mike, Thank you. I, Go I got to ask you one question. You got, Mike, could you shoot me your uh, an email with your address in it? Sure. Cause when I, you know, this later this month I'm going to have to send you the VIG. You know what I'm saying? Well, you got you
5: to gotta, you gotta add that 10%. <laughs> I've been paying that big since the start of the NFL season. So.
1: There you go. There you go. Oh, it's been
5: painful, Tom.
1: I understand, Mike. It's great to have you back on the show with us. It's just, it's terrific to oh, have it's you. back. a lot of
5: fun. I, I really appreciate you uh, bringing me in.
1: Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon.
5: Okay. See
1: you guys. Bye bye.
0: Over and out.